Hour two of the game, or as I like to call it, the game after work. Whoa. For some, you know, those yeah. simple folks, nine to fivers, 40 hours a week. Simple Putting in folks. works. Yeah. Simple well, folks. Yeah, man. You can't say that on the air. <laughs> you can't let them know that's how we call them. The plebes? I mean, honestly, the that simple sounds folks elite, that, that once sounds, no, that don't work on weekends. No, it's no, it's like the salt of the earth. They have they had families by the age of twenty six. Blue collar, salt of the earth. Watch uh, it. Ra- Watch it. Don't don't go full on blazing saddles here. <laughs> I just when you say simple, the connotation is bad. You know that like you know you saying simple, no. It's funny you brought up Blazing Saddles because the other night I was watching a documentary on Richard Pryor. Oh, great documentary. Yeah. I think it was on Showtime or HBO, one of them. I got both packages, you know. Whoa. When you're not a simple person, (laughs) uh, now the truth comes out. Here we go. Also, when you split your TV package with your folks and your sister, you know, you can uh, do a little something. Yeah. Yeah. You know. We're not as dumb as we sound. <laughs> and uh, I was watching this. I did not know that he was supposed to be the original sheriff of Blazing yes. Saddles. Yeah. yeah, he was supposed to be Bart. I, but I knew he was like a big deal as an actor at the time. He like had like an amazing debut as an actor. And then Omel Brooks wants him to be the lead in Blazing Saddles, but he was a little bit too, uh, how do I say it, raunchy? Oh, he was too and, raunchy uh, for well, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, and uh, he w- well, I don't know if it was exactly the drugs were the issue at the time. That no. was close. Yeah, that's in that time frame. But he got fired from his Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, I don't residency maybe at the time because he was a little bit too raunchy for the crowd. He was pulling out all the stops, like things that were still taboo to talk about. He was talking about <laughs> it. One of the best bits from Saturday Night Live, if you ever get the chance to watch it. Can I and guess? One of the most uncomfortable ones you'll ever see. Is it with Chevy Chase? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, Where yeah. they start throwing it was racial epithets at each other. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was shocked when, because, you know, Richard Pryor made a lot of use of the word certainly most people can't say, and uh, I would never say it. Um, and then Chevy Chase responds with, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, man. Pushing the envelope. Like, Saturday Night Live used to push the envelope. Now it's a NBC slash GE machine. They don't ever push this envelope. You have to be exceptionally trusting of the comic you're working with to be able to pull off that bit. Absolutely. For as many things as they went through in terms of comments at yeah. each other, yeah. you have to be very trusting of that other comic. It's a really funny It's, it's a really tremendous funny. bit. It's uncomfortable to yeah. watch, honestly. Yeah. You know, it's it's a shame though that Richard Pryor didn't get the lead in Blazing Saddles because obviously he and Gene Wilder would go on to do other films. Ooh. And just knock it out of the park. Hear no evil, see no evil. Oh, I believe is one of them, man. and that was a great stir movie. crazy, stir, stir crazy, crazy is, the other, is yeah. great. The one where we he's bad, like, we bad, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The one where he's walking through, like the bus breaks down in the middle of the woods, and so Richard Pryor's walking through the woods, and he's like, "I'm not scared." And all of a sudden, like a giant clan group <laughs> walks up, and, like kind of like and kind of engulfs him. I man, back in the day, TBS, TNT, they used to show Stir Crazy and Hear No Evil, See No Evil. They used to show those movies all the time, and I used to love them. When I was a kid, I thought he was so funny. Man, still one Bustin of my f- loose, busting loose. Yes. Still one of my favorite movie scenes, and it doesn't have Richard Pryor in it, but it was in Blazing Saddles. 
uh, when they get the, the the group of cowboys, they get to the toll booth. <laughs> Anybody got a dime? <laughs> Somebody go back to town and get a blank load of dimes. Like that, what a man! What a scene that a was. Yeah. Ahead of its time. Yes. Mel Brooks, man. Oh, tremendous. Um, one of those awkward transitions to where we're really <laughs> changing directions, not only in what we're talking about, it's, but the tone of the conversation. It, it's where you wish you had a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up next. And we're back. Selton Miguel. Man, I, I feel for the guy. Uh, I, he's trying to get off the, the scoring snide right now, trying to get back into some sort of rhythm, which if you look at his numbers, he's still doing what he usually does. He plays great defense. Um, he's rebounding, second leading, leading rebounder on the team, but yet he's having trouble scoring the basketball. He has not hit a three-pointer in Big 12 play, um, and he's only shooting 33% from the floor. Yeah. Uh, and I, I will say, even though the lightning bolt that was Nigel Pack in the first half against Kansas, really the whole game, but you know, hitting those eight threes, you know, Selton coming up with seven points in that first half as well I thought was pretty big. He was getting some shots off and, and getting them to go. But he really just hasn't been the most confident Selton Miguel. And now, when you're playing as a team your worst game of the season altogether, it's by far their worst game of the season. I'd be shocked if that does happen again if they can get over the emotional response to what happened to the Kansas Jayhawks in that game in Bramlage, that they'll be fine. It's like Mark Smith. I know he's had a rough couple of games, but he's one I don't really worry about. He has shown that he does have some consistency that he can score the basketball, he's going to go grab, he's going to lead you in rebounds every game, and he's going to be a big-time playmaker. A couple of rough games, he has shown he'll be fine. But Selton Miguel in Big 12 play hasn't been the scorer. And that's what most people look at. You're not scoring the points, you're having awful offensive possessions, it's hard to get over. But I do feel that, depending on how long he's out, hopefully he's back sooner rather than later, it's, it's a big blow. It really is, especially when you're a K-State team that is not getting the play it should be at the five, already extremely limited at the four anyway. There really is no more four position with this K-State team. They're small balling, so it's you're going to have four guards and a big, but when you lose Selton Miguel, there goes your possibility of playing a lot of small ball because you're losing a key piece of your depth. K-State is already you know pretty limited to – Really, you're going to rotate in eight or nine guys, but it's six guards. And so if you're going to try to play small ball with five guards most of that game, that's going to be tough to do now because Selton Miguel is out. You're losing one of your best defenders, and now you're down to five at the guard position when you're already being carried by the guards. It's a depth issue, even though depth hasn't been real big right now. Uh, losing a guy is pretty pretty big. It especially comes from the fact that you as we were discussing a little that the fives just aren't contributing and you need as much as you can get out of someone who can get you rebounds right now in a spot where you're playing bigger lineups Kansas with David McCormick well K State is already on the weaker side of that equation because of the fact that McCormick no matter how much of well, he may be on the offensive end of the floor. I mean, it comes and goes for him there. But on the 
rebounding end of the floor, on the defensive end of the floor especially, he's an exceptional rebounder. He may not defend worth a lick, but he can rebound like the Dickens. And that's where you get into issues needing someone like a Selton Miguel to be a consistent contributor. As you noted, it was a two-man show for a lot of the first half on Saturday. When that two-man show was defended better by Kansas, guys disappeared. Everybody else didn't step up. And unfortunately for the Cats right now, that includes needing someone like a Selton Miguel to contribute and give them points in those situations. He's one of those guys that, as somebody like a fan like myself, on paper and then glimpses, you see glimpses where you're like, that guy's good. Like, that's how you drop a basketball player. Is that guy, that size, that position, that athleticism, that's what you do. But I don't think it's going to hurt besides the depth. And then when you take him out of the lineup, what you're putting in is going to hurt you. (laughs) You're really going to hurt him. But I, I don't think it's going to hurt as bad as we think it will, besides the on-ball defending. Selton Miguel, I'm still waiting for him to dominate a portion of the game. Not, I think it's too much to ask him to dominate like a quarter or a half or whatever. Just a little bit of a game. He still has yet to do that, and I know he can. It's in there somewhere, and he'll figure out the offensive stuff. I think it's like... Like I said earlier, I think he re- he reminds me a lot of Dominique Sutton, where it's like the jump shot, for whatever reason, just isn't as like, consistent. You should tell him, like, take it to the cup. You know what I mean? Like, just, I know he's working towards something else post-K-State, and so you can't get to the league just constantly going to the cup and dunking when you're a guy like him, that you have to show that you have an outside shot. But for right here, right now, for K-State, for Selton Miguel, for everybody, he should just work on slashing towards the basket and drawing fouls and dunking on people, all over people. Uh, build that confidence back up, and then we can start talking about jump shots. But, yeah, it stinks for him, and he's, he's a nice kid, but I don't think it's going to hurt as bad as we think. Well, K-State, in my opinion, he's he's a kind of a glue guy Yeah, where he's going to try to keep this team together. Yeah. He's not the worst player on the team. No. I know he's had an issue with, with hitting shots, but it's like, you know, it's the Power Rangers without the Blue Ranger. <laughs> it's it's it, it's the Ninja Turtles without Donatello. Oh, God. In sync without Lance Bass. Oh! Like, they're still going to get out there. They're going to have to fight, yeah. but they're going to be down a key guy. Yeah. They're going to be down a key guy. <laughs> and their confidence wow. is going to be busted because they're going to look back and there's going to be no Lance Bass. You know, and they're going to go, I'm just so used to seeing Lance back there. And you know, the stars are still going to be out there. Yes. They're going to work. A, a key supporting role is going to be missing. I, and we don't know how long he's going to be out. It's an ankle injury. It, it did appear. That's what Bruce Weber said after the game. As a matter of fact, I'll play the clip right now of what Bruce did have to say on Selton's injury. He hurt his ankle and it was very swollen. Um, I'm not sure if they were going to take him. I didn't see him. I saw him after the game. Then I didn't see him in the locker room. So I don't know if they took him to get an x-ray or not. But I, you guys probably saw it on replay. I didn't get to see it. He just came down. He said he thought he came down on somebody's foot. And, uh, all we've been through, obviously, we don't want to lose anybody. But, um, you know, so hope it's not as bad as, the, I guess, the worst possibility. But we'll just have to wait and see. The team's got to get its mojo back that it had before the KU game, and, and St. Miguel was a part of that, and it would be great to have him with the team when they go to 
Oxford and take on Ole Miss because that's a team you should beat, get your confidence back, and jump back into conference play when you play Oklahoma State and TCU and beat those guys as well. Yeah. It's, a, it's a time to grow. And Selton McGill, another thing, K-State's pride is defense. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a Bruce Weber team. The pride is in the defense. And who's the best, one of the best defenders? It's Selton Miguel. I mean, who's the guy that's going to jump out in front of a three-point shooter as the ball's being swung around and you feel like, well, the next pass is going to be an open three? Here comes Selton Miguel jumping out towards that player who has – he's one of the best closers when it comes to closing the gap defensively and getting a hand in somebody's face. Yeah. That really – I mean, that that's a pretty big thing to be missing. It's huge. And that, anytime a guy like Shane Southwell calls you the best on-ball defender on the team, he's not blowing smoke. He, you, they're, you're talented. And you're right. He's a glue guy as well. I think he, it's obvious the guys on the team look up to him and they look to him on what to do. Um, it's definitely going to hurt, especially um, depth-wise, like you said. It's going to stink. But I still just – I don't think it's going to hurt nearly as bad. I'm th- I find it hilarious – that a few weeks ago we were talking about how K State it would be impossible to play Noel and Pack at the same time, and now we're finding out like that's the only way they can win. Well, and now they're carrying the team, and yeah. you have these two guards right. that are five eight and six foot. They have to. That play they're, them in they're they're having to do everything. Marquise Noel should not be able to drive in the paint against like Jonathan Chanuchachua of yeah. of Baylor. Who is you know who was just rebounding the hell out of the basketball yesterday, or when David McCormick is in the game against Kansas and he's throwing up these circus shots that are also getting over like uh, oh I'm blanking on the na- uh, Jalen Wilson uh-huh. who is also rebounding really good for Kansas and getting that shot over his head at a circus shot like that shouldn't be what K State's doing, but also Nigel Pack isn't going to go out there every game and, and score thirty something points. Right, that was maybe a once uh, a season. Yeah, type of performance. He he'll score in the twenties, sure. But to go off against a team that well, that, that's not going to happen every day. No. Nope. And so it, the more pieces you have, the more of an opportunity you have to win a game. Again, this is a depth issue for me, defensively more than it is offensively. Oh, You're yeah. still going to be carried by Nigel Pack and Marquise Noel offensively, but defensively, when you're mess, missing a spoke in the wheel, Oof. it's easier for things to fall apart because who's going to come in and play better defense than than Selton Miguel? Uh, Mike McGurl has had a, a few issues lately staying in front of guys that are driving to the hoop. Um, I would say Luke Kasubke is fickle with his defense, and those are the guys that are going to have to step up. Those now. are the two. Those are the, and when you look at the roster, those are the two guys. Because like Mark Smith will have to rotate over and be the number one guy, but someone has to step up and get in there. And it's time for the super senior to be a super senior and step up. Absolutely. And he's been missing the last couple of games. It would have been great for him to knock down a couple of threes. Again, the the Baylor game, there's no chance you're winning. Right. That just wasn't in the cards last night. Baylor was dominant. K-State was hangover from the KU game. I can believe it. Yeah. Not a big believer in all that, but I, I, I can kind of get it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you had a couple of days off. You knew who was coming up. I know it hurt. Got to move on, and now you got to move on from Baylor and beat the hell out of Ole Miss <laughs> on the road in the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. We got to take a break, and when we come back, I'm looking forward to this because I have a new nickname for Les Miles. Whoa! That's up next on the game. That stupid Longhorn Network. <laughs> I want to watch top twenty five game between K State and Texas tonight. So watch the radio. It's on that dumb Longhorn Network. And by the way, it was the. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, hey, 
That's right. I, I'm I'm as big of a fan as Brian Smaller as anybody, but I mean, I also like a visual. It's easier to be in the press conference afterwards and be able to ask Jeff Mitty questions if I could see what's going on. Yeah. You go, um, I, I think I heard this happened in the third quarter. And Mitty goes, what? What do you mean you heard? What is this, 1885? I've, I've been tore up by Coach Mitty one time, and I, I don't want that to happen I again. Heard that was embarrassing. That. I heard I heard that uh, – I'll be honest, man. The word on the streets is that he kind of – during his segment here when he calls in, like he kind of gets after you a little bit and kind of people are wondering, where's uh, the backbone, Mitch? When are you going to stand up to him and go, you know what? You don't know what you're talking about. You're you're pulling the Donald Trump people say. Yeah, people have been saying. (laughs) They've been known to say that Mitty gets Mitch like crazy. Well, I tell you what, I will do that when there's no microphones and there's Ah. no cameras and it's behind closed doors. Yeah. And we could talk about it like men. That, of course, will. Yeah, that's that. Shots fired, Jeff Mitty. Mitch isn't going to take your stuff anymore, man. Now we're over it. We're over the old beef. That was my first – that was his first season, and they got handled by Oklahoma State. And I asked a question about rotation because he only subbed four times in three quarters. I was like, you know, we're just not believing in the uh, you know, the depth of your team or something like that. And I can't remember the exact question. He's like, well, obviously that's the lineup I wanted to floor. That's a stupid question. Whoa. And he just went on about that. I was like, man, that – and I'm, you know, 25, maybe 24, yeah. 25, and really new to this, and it really crushed my spirit. Oh, no, for a season. Mitch. I got crap for it for a year. How oh. More cutting, Jeff Mitty or Bill Snyder? Mm. What's the dramatic phrasing for I, I'm just You're talking about John Kurtz. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm I'm just who's got a more cutting response to questions that. Well, I've never been shut down by Coach Snyder. That, I mean, that Mitty's, one, Mitty's the only one. Okay, that one really got but, a lot of traction. I'm I sure mean, Pete it, Hughes, the football or the uh, the baseball coach, would like to put me in my place sometimes. <laughs> I always ask him a random question, and he's like, "What the hell is this guy talking about?" Hey, call up, call up, Skip. Get Pete Hughes on line one, Sage. Uh, we want to, <laughs> we want him to tear into Mitch real quick. Actually, I kind of want to. Uh, uh, instead of doing that, you know, we <laughs> shout out to uh, Dylan Phillips, preseason All Big Twelve. Yeah, landing on that list today. Very nice. Um, I, I do actually want to bring up. <laughs> it, for years, we've been really running. Les Miles has been a running joke on this show. It's really just because of what he says in press conferences, and he can. It feels like sometimes he can barely put a sentence together, and when he does, it's pretty awkward. It's awkward, man. Yeah, uh, it, he's. He's always been an interesting quote, and that goes back to his LSU days. When yeah. he, he sometimes he would be a little fired up by what the media had to say about a win, and he would lose his temper a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, I think it just has to do with uh, some of the roundup on the grass that he eats. <laughs> I, the whole grass thing. <laughs> Apparently, LSU has great grass. Yeah, they got good grass. He's just in there, man. He's in the. He was in the wrong state. If no, anyway, that's a whole other discussion topic. <laughs> But who know? Who knew? I mean, I guess we had a few hints, but apparently he's a hell of a motivator, and this goes back to Jamar Chase, who is a wide receiver rookie for the Cincinnati Bengals. He played a couple of years at LSU. Actually, didn't even play for Les Miles, but Les did recruit him. And Jamar Chase is a Louisiana kid. Uh, 
I'll play the clip. This is a whole clip. It has the question in there and also with the answer from Jamar Chase. When did you first notice that trait in yourself, Jamar, that if someone told you you couldn't do something, I don't know if you have a story or anything, where you noticed that happened and it fired you up? Yeah, I don't know if I have a story either going back that far. Um, it's just been always, I can tell you honestly, one of, one of my best stories ever. Les Miles told me I couldn't play receiver uh, when I was coming out of high school. Um, so, you know, that was something I had on my shoulders growing up. Les Miles told me uh, he thought I could play cornerback. Um, I wasn't really in full position at receiver yet. So, you know, I just kept working in my craft uh, off season, waking up early in the mornings to work out. Um, I just kept focused. So everybody's favorite drunk uncle is back, apparently. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Les Miles, man. <laughs> it's okay. crazy. Jamar Chase, he's a four-star kid out of high school. And when Les Miles was recruiting him, he was a junior at the time. And this was for the class of 27, uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Les Miles' last year at LSU was 2016. So it, Les never coached him. Ed Orgeron. Uh, it had to be uh, – I can't believe I'm going to do this here. Listen, Jamal. <laughs> that, that boy gone. <laughs> I'll take care of you. You're going to play wide receiver for me. Go Tigers. Go Go to one you call it. Man, let, yeah. I, I was trying to think of a good like Big Twelve comparison. Like trying to think because like Jamar Chase, he's a four four forty coming out of high school. Just amazing hands. He had twenty six offers on the table. I was trying to come up with like a really good example out of the Big Twelve. This might not be the best, but like you know, imagine if Mike Leach told Michael Crabtree, <laughs> who could have gone to OU. Could have gone to AM. Like, say, hey, you're six foot. You have good hands, but kind of want you to play cornerback instead. Like, imagine if that happened. That's crazy. Like, that, that'd be insane to hear that back. Yeah. But you know what? Mike Leach isn't exactly a big ding dong. He's he, He's got a few brain cells. Yeah. You know, a few. Yeah. You know, especially those offensive brain cells. Absolutely. Not too bad. Absolutely. Uh, less miles. Has been, uh, I, I can't believe I haven't even realized this until now, but until hearing that clip, you know, he has actually been a motivator during his time. A lot of it was at Kansas. You might remember when he, I would say, motivate our expectations with Puka Williams when he was talking about a Big 12 media day about, you know, Puka Williams, that whole situation about a suspension, about domestic violence has been taken care of. He's taken responsibility. He's been remorseful. The, uh, Yeah. He's learned mm-hmm. from this experience, as has our team. Wait for we're, it. Uh, we're thankful to have him back. And again, no violence against a woman is okay. So I did not make this decision, but I stand by it and see it as a right one. So um, now I'd like to deviate. That was just the start. That, I mean, oh, if you're not motivated yet, really, just wait. I, I, oh. It's just it's it's nice to see an older guy like Les Miles coming up with these new ways to motivate. Given the lawsuits against him and LSU mm-hmm. and the oh, specific well. treatment of women uh, by players on said LSU team 
and by the athletic department. He had to be very delicate in what uh, he was saying there. Yeah, uh, he, uh, allegedly, he was trying to motivate women to come into a hotel room and he would better their career. Yeah, and we can say not great motivating there. You know, not not good motivating. <laughs> but on the football side, what a motivator this guy! Well, and and yet for whatever reason, they would parole him each weekend to be able to coach Kansas out of that jail in Fansville. <laughs> Well, let's go back to uh, the first time he was about to play K-State because oh. beating uh, Texas Tech the week prior, he was a little fired up. Who we play? K-State. Who we play? Who we play? Who is K-State? I mean, he popped the boys. Yeah, he did. He did pop the boys with that speech. Uh, but, you know, K-State would go into Lawrence and roll the Jayhawks in that one. But He popped the boys. That's great. He did pop the boys. That, that, turned it, that was the whole thing. It, Three years ago with John and Mason, they didn't understand what "pop the boys" was. He, that's a, that's wrestling lingo. That's a wrestling lingo, and it's fantastic. He really yeah. popped the boys on that one. He it sounds like he pops a few boys before the game, <laughs> and then, then goes out and says something like that. Les Miles, the motivator. Les Miles is is good. Well, we're not done there. No. He, he was, uh, you know, motivation. It might be a stretch of the word, but uh, he was trying to motivate us and letting us know that the coronavirus wasn't going to get here. China. Uh, it's coming from China. Hey, it isn't going to get here. <laughs> and how it's <laughs> how China has really changed society. That, that China has really changed our society in, from fast food to, uh, you know, all the different changes that you've been required to make. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. Everybody knows fast food came from China. And that's a that's a doy. Oh, come kind on. Of You've eaten Panda Express? Yeah. Well, well no, even BK, man, that's from China. Ma- the McDonald's brothers, do you know where they got that idea of having the real small kitchen, the Beijing. lazy Susan to put all the toppings on there on the burger buns? Beijing. Beijing. Everybody, I, I thought it was Hong Kong. It be, be, I think you're right. Beijing. I think it was Beijing. Uh, trust me, I'm a fat guy. BK I know from my HK. Fast food. Dude, listen. <laughs> Everybody knows the changes that they had to that, that we've had to go through because a Chinese fast food is the same. Oh, Hardee's is the name of a town in China. I don't know if you know that. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, did you guys know China's a long way from us? Yeah. This is United States. It's a long way to, from China. Oof. Long way. Long, He's a geography professor as well, so that's motivation. Now, uh, another way he motivates, he he knows how to brighten somebody's day. Like, have you ever talked to Les Miles on the phone? No. He is just a sparkly, sense of humor human being. He is a lot of fun, and he is going to make your day just grand once you start talking to him on the phone. How are you this morning, Coach? It's a beautiful day in in Kansas. Blue skies, everything's going to be a good work day. Great. 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 That is the what that's still was, one of my favorite ones. What is that? What is that? Honestly. So that's from the Big 12 teleconference Oof. with the coaches. And that's not even the moderator. That's the opener for the moderator. Oh, no. She's it's like, now we got on the phone Les Miles from Kansas. Coach, how are you? It's, uh, and the lady takes over sky. and says, you want to ask a question? Star one. 
We'll, we'll get you a question. Wow. And then you can't forget this highlight. Getting better. We're, uh, um, <laughs> Kobe Lott. Yes, that is the one time when we all heard that, we thought Les Miles did fart during a press yeah, conference. He totally did. He totally did. You know the thing that would have made all of that better? Had it been in the day of Zoom. Oh, man. The conference, teleconference, telecall. Well, there was still, be, uh, at that time, there was still the live online coverage. Like, you couldn't ask questions, but you could watch the live stream. Ah, uh, because that guy, you know he wouldn't know. <laughs> Les Miles would be the guy that would have the background as like a little kitten. He'd be the little kitten talking. <laughs> Motivator, <laughs> Les Miles. Perfect. And now you have lackluster Lance Leipold. Oh. Number one song of the day is up next. One, two, three. From 1966, Good Lovin' by the Young Rascals. One week at number one. They were the Young Rascals at the time. They later changed the name to the Rascals. American rock band from Garfield, New Jersey. They started in 65. How long did this stay at number one? Just one. One week. Mm -hmm. They were known as soul music. Now... You wouldn't imagine a group of white guys being in the soul music genre, but (laughs) they were. They were considered soul music. The band was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 97. Nine studio albums, 13 top 40 hits, and this is their first of three number ones. This is from their self-titled debut album, The Young Rascals. And uh, a staple of wedding receptions everywhere is this one. This is like a this safe is, one to play. And this is in my uh, wedding playlist for sure. Mm-hmm. Not my personal wedding, though. When I DJ <laughs> yeah, yeah. weddings and yeah. I do a couple of year. Here comes the text message again. Yeah, I was going to say, this is the one. Are you going to walk down the aisle to this one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. After. Yeah, After. yeah, yeah. This is on your way out. Doctor. God. This song is uh, about the singer just isn't feeling right. Mm -hmm. So he goes to the doctor to find out what's wrong. Well, turns out all he needs is some good loving. And boy, what a 60s diagnosis that is. It is. It is truly. (laughs) Because it was real. They were like, you know, the 1800s, they prescribed like cocaine. And in the 60s, they were like, just get laid. A bunch. Like... I know what's going on here, pal, and it isn't what you think it is. No, it's not pneumonia. You just need to get laid constantly. Get out there, sport. Man. Get out to uh, one of those concerts where the guy's playing an acoustic guitar. Yeah. You're the long-haired hippies. You know, the freaks, man. The guy's smoking grass. Get out there and find you one of them hippie flower girls and just get laid. That doctor is cool, man. So this song is actually a cover. It was originally recorded in 65 by a band called The Olympics. 
They were a doo-wop group, which, again, 65, I think doo-wop was at exactly, it was kind of on the way out, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, know, maybe 64, 65, doo-wop was was definitely dead. Beatles were taking over, and when the Beatles showed up, forget what you were doing. Restart. I I hate to say this, but like the Olympics, I looked them up, doo-wop group formed in 57. It's uh, you know, it's a four African American guys. So it's another okay. example of a, a white band stealing <laughs> stuff from like a black band, and it's like all successful now. Welcome to the world of record producing. <laughs> yeah, man, that's jacked up in the sixties. I hope they 60s. gave the Olympics some money, you know, because they oh, just ab- yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, they had to. Have, they have right? rights to it. They better for sure. Uh, oh my let's god. Let's see here. Where else was I here? So when the Olympics released it, it just peaked at 81, wasn't big. The Young Rascals, they heard it on a uh, New York City Soul station, and then they sped it up a little bit, but they kept the song pretty much the same, and they weren't even going to release the song. They weren't really feeling it. They thought it was a little too raw. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or they were also like, hey, then we the, totally stole this from those guys. The producer was like, listen, idiots, I'm in charge. I decide what goes on this album because you don't know anything. You're a bunch of 20-somethings. Ding-dongs. That graduated high school. <laughs> you thought about going to college. But your parents are like, no, you're going to work in the steel mill and that's it. <laughs> we can't afford college. Is this verbatim? Is that's exactly what happened. <laughs> you're, reading, you're reading a transcript. <laughs> oh my god, that producer was one. That, that's no motivator. That's no less smiles motivator there. I'll tell you that. But that guy's a jerk. Yeah, basically the producer was like, "This is Atlantic Records. I mean, yeah, you're, you're messing yeah. around with the big boy here." The and they're like, boys. "We're gonna put this on the record. This is a hit. This is a ditty. The people are gonna shake and dance to this." We're going to get you on Bandstand. We're going to get you on Ed Sullivan, which ne- those didn't happen. Yeah, he lied to him. <laughs> they're like, wait, you said. Actually, they might have got on there. I don't know. Who knows? The pop of the, the top of the charts. We're going straight to the top, guys. By the way, uh, the Young Rascals, they added the famous one, two, three at the front. That wasn't in the original. It's all, every number is done by a different guy in the band. That, okay. This reminds me, Vanilla Ice steals uh, David Bowie and Queen's song but he goes no 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 the, the their song goes doon 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 mine goes doon 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 chiggy doon doon these little rascals or whatever they go hey you stole the olympic song and he goes no we say one two three at the start and they didn't so it's totally too soon yeah we songs. counted in like a real band <laughs> oh my god these guys are terrible and then finally uh this is actually not in the 2021 500 Greatest Songs by Rolling Stone, but it was on a previous list. Uh, on that previous list, where do you guys think it comes in at? I'm sure Sage has already cheated. 500. At exactly 500. Yep. Well, you get the field, so. I'm going to go 420. Hey. 333. 333. Fever 333. That's funny. I wonder what knocked it out. Like, every song. <laughs> Zombie by Cranberries. So a song that wasn't stolen from someone else, maybe? Possibly. Chamba Wamba. Tub Thumping. Tub Tub Thumper. That's good. I like that. God, these guys. I really am sick of these guys already, man. Well, you they know stole what? from the Olympics. 
Not the Olympics, but the Olympics. Well, we're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna jump right in and ask us anything. Are we cool with that? I'm cool with that, man. I'm totes cool. Um, first of all, is wait, there- wait, wait, hold on. There's the music. Now you can. Ah, go. all right. These guys, not so bad. Um, is there an outdated theater? I love them. Outdated slang you use still to me. I love addressing a group of people as gang. Hey, gang, let's go. I love it. I use groovy once in a while. I say that's dope a lot. Uh huh. And I never hear anybody else say that's dope, so that's why I say it. That's kind of slid out of uh, uh, favor with the youngsters. Well, and I also say, like, with a song, I like that slaps. I've always liked that. Yeah. Uh, but that's I think cool. that might be dead, too. No, I, no, no. That's, is it that's, still in? That's still in. I mean, you're 30 something. I don't know if you really know. Dude, I know. Troy, do you know? Sarah's young. My wife, remember, she's like 26, yeah, something like 26. So. Something like that. Okay. Great, I can't remember. Cradle robber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, slang that I, boy, that one's tough. I, I got to think on that one a little bit. And okay. Probably because just, you know, uh, I, I. His uh, vocabulary has never changed. Frighteningly, <laughs> probably so, yes. <laughs> I think I've heard him use rad once in a while. Ah. Hey, that's no, rad, guys. No, 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 no. There's 27, by the way. Sorry. Was never in my in my. Is that what Facebook app. said? What's that? Is that what Facebook said? No, I had to do the math. I, I can't pin down her age ever. I know her the date of her birthday, all that. Well, but my I, girlfriend's nine years older than I am. Ooh. Cradle she's robber. robbing the cradle. <laughs> Sage, do you have any outdated slang that you use? Yeah, I say you dig. Oh, you dig? Oh, that, it's a good one to throw in there. You dig? I remember wanting to get that rolling yeah. for myself, but it never did. You dig? It's, oh. it's fun to say. It I, is. It's just yeah. something you throw out there. It's kind of a punctuation in a way as well. You know, like you go, you dig? And people go, if people take you serious, they're like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I dig. And yeah, right. Oh, that's good. Sage, great job. Um, I mean, if I really wanted to be mocking here, I could go cool kids and hit daddies. What? Did you say cool kids and hip no, daddies? I don't. Oh! That's a, okay. You're going to start saying that. Like, that's, that's it. Have you oh, guys ever used cool kids to, and hip daddies? To explain something cool, you call it the bee's knees? No. Uh, no, heck no. Well, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, but With the I girlfriend like, that has come around, that, that's getting used. I like uh, the horse's hips. Man, that's what? the horse's. No, I know. I just made that up. Oh, uh, I, was like, I was like, I never heard that one. <laughs> The what was hips. What was the first album? That doesn't even rhyme. That's a little problematic, I think. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a horse's hooves right there, gang. Uh, what's the first album that got you into your favorite band? Ooh. For me, very easy. White Pony by Deftones was uh, just a thing that shaped my entire existence. Love that album. I'm going to have to put these on a on a same level. Prince, 1984, Ooh. and or 1991. I'm you know in 1984. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and Billy Joel's Glass Houses. Ah, you know, Troy, you rotate between like Billy Joel and and Prince a lot. Both are very heavy in my That's music rotation. Amazing. Yes, That's awesome. That's awesome. You need to quiet down, also, Troy. You're really spiking the levels. Oh, not me. No. No. What? He comes in with that <laughs> heavy sounding uh-huh. announcer voice and just sends the levels through the roof. My answer, I have two of them, Zeppelin 2 ah. and then uh, Pope Star. 
by Ghost. Very nice. You are a big Ghost fan. I know. I want to see him uh, a week from Friday. There'll be a Lincoln, Nebraska with Volbeat. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a good show. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, but I am seeing Elton John a week from today. I thought. Okay, now, there we wait go. Wait a minute. That's a shocker. I didn't know that. We're You're at. an Elton John guy. Oh, big time. Top, he's top five. Uh, T-Mobile Center. Okay. Uh, Sam Honeybun, I believe, is going to his first concert, and it will be Ghost and Volbeat. He's never been to a concert? Never been to a concert. I am blown away when I know somebody that's in their mid-20s and they have not been to a concert. Sage, are you one of them? You've never been to a concert? Uh, I've been to... Like 30. I've been to a concert, maybe. Okay. I, I think I went to uh, Brett Michaels, so oh. he went to the Kansas State Fair. Oh, yeah, that And counts. I went to that. Ding, 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 that counts. No, Sam Honey, Sam Henny, Sam Honey Buns, as we like to call him, he surprises me every other week with something that he says. And I go, good God, man, what? Uh, but shout out to him. Going to his first concert. Uh, what random thing gives you the heebie-jeebies? For me, it's touching wet food. Like in the sink, when I accidentally like touch bread or something, I get food. I remember th- getting this one one time a while back, uh, but I can't remember my answer. Dang, I, I don't, that not, there's not a whole lot that gives me like The heebs? Yeah. Um, the jeebs? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. If it's dark in the house and it's like, Midnight, and I got to go up some stairs. I'm running up those things. Oh yeah. Oh, you. I'm not here to play around. Even though I, if I had the opportunity to go ghost ghost hunting and like go into somewhere by myself, I would totally do it. But I don't know why. For some reason, when it's like a house that I'm very comfortable in, I got to run up those stairs. (laughs) (laughs) My mind's not wanting to work on these things today. What was it that we asked today on the K Rock Morning? I know what his is. It's Pepsi. No, yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. doesn't give me the heebie-jeebies. That's just a flat-out no. <laughs> Two hours of the game. Actually, an hour and a half tomorrow. 